Hello there, my name is Jocelyn Chong, CEO of City Sequoia. I want to personally welcome you to this podcast because this podcast is created for you to learn from entrepreneurs who made it to multiple six figures and I know that their story and journey will inspire you. Now, let's begin. Hey there, welcome back to this podcast episode. I hope you have had a great week so far. My name is Jocelyn Chong, business and financial coach, qualified financial advisor and entrepreneur. Today, I have the privilege of being joined by Karen Vitsilis. She's also a financial advisor and an entrepreneur herself. And she's going to share with us her journey and how she left corporate world and start her own business. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jocelyn. Thanks for having me on. I know. It's so good to get to know you the last few months and to learn about your journey. So Karen, tell us who you are and what business you do. Well, my business is Your Life and Money Matters. I'm a financial advisor and founder of the business. I've worked for financial services in financial services for over 15 years and as a financial advisor for over seven. I'm a mum of two as well, a wife of one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically me in a nutshell, growing my business, Your Life and Money Matters. Awesome. That is so good. And tell us your journey, you know, how you actually transitioned from corporate world, nine to five, and then being your own boss at the moment. Yeah, well, you'd think it'd be a a tough decision to leave a corporate sort of world, a a secure, well-paying job, doing what a, a financial advisor, what I enjoy doing. But when it came down to it, it wasn't actually a hard decision to make. So, you know, I was working part time in business as a financial advisor. I was pregnant with my second child and the opportunity came up to consider partnership in the firm I was working for. That really got me thinking, do I want to be here for the long term? Do I want to invest in this business? Are our values aligned for the long-term future? And I started going through that process and talking to mentors about what I wanted and, and you know, getting their advice. And I came to the decision that no, that wasn't where I wanted to be long-term. And starting my own business hadn't always been a goal of mine. I I was happy to work for other people as long as I could be involved. But as soon as I had decided in my head that no, I didn't want to be there for the long-term, the next thing that was like, yes, I do want to start my own business. I am ready to do this. And mentally, I shifted. As soon as I knew, no, that wasn't where I wanted to be, I knew that I was going to go forward and open my own business. And and whilst that took a little bit of time to put together, mentally, I was already fully into my own business and ready to go. So what you think would be a difficult decision to make was actually quite easy when it came down to it. Wow. So you were offered partnership and you obviously was very successful for them to recognize and know all your accomplishments would suit them to add you as a partner, but you declined. And you knew when you declined, you knew that you just wanted to be your own boss. And that's how you made your decision. That is really, really amazing and courageous. So when you decide to do that and you decide to go, I want to be my own boss, tell us if you had one biggest challenge to shift to you owning your own business, What was that that you had to really shift? I think really the biggest challenge was is 
getting new clients to come on board. So I didn't take any clients across with me. I think you sort of think if I build this great business, if I have great operations and I do all the right things, people will just come. And it it doesn't actually work like that. And so the biggest challenge for me was being able to get out there and network and meet people and talk about my business. Now, all the advice I got in the lead up to actually opening uh, and being licensed uh, to provide advice in my own business was you've got to talk to people, you've got to build relationships. And I said, yeah, 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 I know that I need to do that. And I sort of did it a little bit, but looking back now, I should have done it a lot more. I did have the excuse of having a newborn (laughs) as well. He did come along to some networking events and a few meetings with me. And in a way, it was a choice not to do a lot of that because of of having a newborn and a, a toddler as well. But looking back now, I think I should have done more of that earlier on and made it work. And I would have had, you know, the growth that I'm seeing now, it would have come a lot quicker. Wow. You are amazing. You had your newborn and that was your second child. You started your business two years ago and, you know, building that from zero to lots of clients now, it's never easy. And I think it is so wise of you to really start to acquire your own clients because in financial planning, you had already built such a big group of clients that trusted you, know you, like you, and you decided that you want to grow your business and have that from scratch is really respectful because that is you know something that you do, which you'll be so proud in many years to come. So you mentioned about building that network, going out, build relationships, and also get to know a lot of people in the network. Tell us in terms of the clients that you want to service, what is your target audience? Yeah, so I think one of the reasons I do want to build from, you know, from having zero clients into building my own client base is one of the reasons I started my business was I want to deal with women, couples and families who are in that sort of 20s, 30s and 40s age group. So I'm very specific about my clients and what they do and how we interact and and how my service works best for them. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to do that. And, And that's the market that I really work in. So you know, a lot of single professional women or professional couples or professional families where they might have one or two children and they're kind of thinking, what's next for us? We've got our house. How do I build on this? But also at that early end in their 20s where it's like, how do we get started? And whilst it seems counterintuitive to pay for financial advice when you feel like you don't have any money, I've actually had really great outcomes in in working with those sort of couples in building some really good foundations now so that by the time they're in their 30s and 40s, they've got a great base to continue building on. So that's the space I work in, which is why I was very keen to start with no clients and find the right clients that would um, work with me well and would, would get the right service from my business. That is so good. I really, really like how much you are so clear with your target market because as an entrepreneur, we need to be so clear about who we want to serve because we cannot serve everyone. I think the general audience will be so hard to engage everyone to provide different offerings and services across the board. But once we narrow down, we have clarity around our niche market, it is so much easier to attract them into our business. And that will allow us to just be such a client magnet 
to the client that we can serve them effectively and efficiently as well. So that is wonderful, Karen. Tell us, if you were to give us three pieces of advice about you know, early stages entrepreneurs like you, how to minimize financial stress when they want to leave or quit their corporate world, profession, and move into their own business, what would that be? Well, my number one tip is being a financial advisor is before you go into, you know, you get really deep into your business. What's my business going to look like? And you really need to step back and look at your personal finances, especially if you're still working in the corporate worlds. And that's something that I did not just before I started my business, but before I actually had my first child, because on a full-time salary with two full-time incomes looks very different to someone part-time or to someone that has their own business and doesn't have an income yet. So We did things like making sure you've got a financial buffer, not for your business, but for your personal life. Obviously, your business will need one as well, but it's really just focusing on your personal finances first. So doing things like that, reviewing your mortgage if you have one to make sure that that's effective and that it's going to be there as sort of a backup rather than something that you feel really stressed about paying every month. You should be really comfortable with that. And of course, things like insurances, any other loans you have. So the number one step to alleviate that potential financial stress is get your personal finances sorted first and then jump into your business finances. So that's my second tip is just be really clear on your forecast for how you want your business to grow and what those numbers look like. And you might have a stretch and a realistic, like a realistic target and a stretch target and get in the habit of tracking that. So even if in your first month of business, you don't have much to track, get in that habit of regularly staying in touch with your finances because then it becomes a habit. So when you're overwhelmed with a lot of work, you still know that you've got to check in on your finances. Now, if you're not financially savvy and comfortable with that sort of thing, then I almost think that's one of your first hires is someone to help you with that and help you keep on top of that from the very start because it's much easier to have yourself set up well than to fix problems down the track. So getting all that advice from the right people around the business finances, a good bank account structure really helps having that set up from day one. Even if you feel a bit ridiculous having all these things set up and no income, I think it's still really important to sets you on the right path going forward. Yeah. And the third tip is I read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber and I refer back to that a lot. And I really like some of the way he, you know, the structures he put in place or has suggested you put in place and thinking about treating your business almost as a franchise and getting everything set up really well. And having things set up well is, it just, it just helps alleviate stress of any type in the business when you've got good foundations to fall back on. But what we can't do, of course, is only focus on that without focusing on new clients as well. So it's a balance, but they're important things to have in place, I've found. That is so, so good. So just to really quickly summarize what Karen has mentioned, she mentioned that to really help you minimize your financial stress when you set up your own business, firstly, make sure that your personal finances are really on track. Make sure that you got clarity around your cash flows for your household living expenses, for your mortgages, for all your insurances, put them in place. As a financial advisor, we know that once you are self-employed, it's really hard to get income protection. Therefore, things like income protection, once you already work for someone else, get them set up because then once you become an entrepreneur, 
you have got that protecting your wealth protection as you grow your business as well. In terms of business finance, that was number two that Karen mentioned. Get clarity around your business forecast because once you know what you want to do in terms of forecasting your business forward, it is going to be so much easier for you to know how many clients you can serve each time when you actually going to bring in more clients. For example, you might want to acquire 20 clients this year and each client pays you seven to 10 grand per a couple. Then you are able to build that pipeline, get clarity and have a clear business plan, cover your expenses for your business and also generating sufficient revenue for your business as well. And the final one, it is making sure that you actually have got clarity around a business plan that is something that you track regularly. It has to be realistic. It has to be something that you get advice, you get mentorship like Karen does. She gets coaching, she gets advice from people that she trusts, know, and already succeeded in the way they run their business. So it is priority for you to think about all those areas and then build that structure going forward. Once you have that foundation, the rest will work itself out. I would like to feel add a few more areas that is really important. A few things is that in addition to the financial position that you are creating for yourself, you get the clarity around your mindset. Abundance mindset is so important because Developing that clarity around you are able to do that. You've got experience, you've got the qualifications, you've got the knowledge behind you to do that. It is priority to ensure that you journal that, you have the understanding that there's plenty of customers that's out there waiting for your services, waiting for you to serve them. And also the next one is to ensure that your processes and systems are in place. So Karen touched on that also. And Once you have a standard operating procedure in place, such as your bank account details that you set up, your tax accounts, your accounts around operating expenses, your salary that you pay to yourself, it is really, really important to get those things set up so that you have got an infrastructure that's sustainable that you are creating to allow more and more clients come to you. Because once you have so many clients coming to you, you will not have time to set up this structure at all. And you will be so busy serving those clients. She also read this book by Michael Gerber, which is called E-Myth, that is highly recommended. So I would recommend that book for you to read as well. The other book that's really good is called The Profit Plan by Michael Michael Lowitz. Sorry, I didn't pronounce the last name correct, but the book name is Profit First and it is highly recommended to read as well or you can get it on audio version. So I hope that audience, you get some really wonderful tips from all this financial structure that you need to put in place when you decide to go, you know what, one day I want to set up my own business or start a side hustle. You will be able to make it happen with little financial stress would allow you to be in a zone of genius. So my next question is, we are in stage four lockdown in Victoria this year, and we are still waiting to ease our stage four restrictions for audience who are listening to us at the moment. 
Cameron, what are the things that you've been doing to help yourself uh, relax throughout this lockdown period? Took up yoga, online yoga. So I've never, I've, I've had a few, done a few yoga sessions, but never done it regularly. And one of the things I did for yeah, stress relief and a bit of me time is started online yoga. So trying to do it, I tried to do it every day, but it worked out probably about three to four times a week, 15 to 30 minutes of yoga has been great for me, good for the body as well as the mind. And just trying to get out for a walk by myself or even a small trip in the car by myself has, um, has really helped keep me relaxed and focused. Wow. That's so good. I love yoga as well. And like you, I do a small portion of yoga in the past where I had the opportunity to do yoga for 90 minutes, that is so much a privilege now. And this day and age, it is so limited in terms of time and doing something that really can just give us that ability to rest our body, our mind, our spirit, and have that walk, that me time is so good to refresh our soul and recharge ourselves. So that's amazing. And I want to end this podcast with one fun question, Karen. So tell us if there is one superpower that you would like to have, what would that superpower be? I think in my house, I need x-ray vision to see what the kids are doing while I'm trying to do some sneaky work or something to keep an eye on them. My youngest or my eldest, sorry, he wants to be able to fly. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool as well. He'd be pretty impressed if I could fly. I think that'd be pretty cool. That is so cool. Yes, you know, the ability to have bionic eyes and ears to watch them while you're doing your own work, it would be a great superpower to actually own. So let's hope it might happen. It might happen. (laughs) That is so fun. Thank you so much, Karen, for this chat. It is so good to learn about your journey, about the tips that you give to our audience Audience, I hope that you find what we shared really helpful and meaningful for you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we look forward to see you in the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that the information we shared have inspired you and gave you tips to build your business and level up to the next level. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave me a review And also share this podcast with anyone who you see will benefit with the information we've shared. Check out the show notes for the free course that I've created and my website details as well. Let's hang out on Instagram and Facebook. Bye for now. See you on the next episode.